When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sorry about the noise. My neighbor's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Good morning. Friday the 15th of July. Friday, we call it here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Welcome in to the show. It's Friday. I love Fridays. One step closer to the weekend. Big weekend of racing. Couple of nice uh, horses racing at Ruakaka. And on that, we're going to chat to Chris Gibbs shortly. Race Our Waikato Racing pre, uh, Review. We're going to catch up with Chris Gibbs. He's got a couple racing at Ruakaka. And uh, we'll, we'll have a little inkling and we'll get a little inside look and in how they're tracking for the weekend's meeting. But before then, got to have a look and have a catch up with Tony Kemp, who's there in the studio. Kempy, refreshed, revitalised, mate. You have a good sleep last night? Oh, Atamanaho, brother. Yeah, man, I had a real good sleep last night. Been a busy week, actually. Um, lots of rugby mm. league stuff going on with the AGM coming up this weekend and all the districts meeting in Auckland. Um, we're not we're not invited to the AGM, but we're still having a hooey. <laughs> so, mate, I was, on a, I, was on a, I was on a Zoom call till like 10 o'clock last night with the Waikato Rugby League and talking to all of our districts just about coming together and, and um, you know, manaakitanga, whakawhanaungatanga, just sharing some, some knowledge about what we think needs to happen and looking forward to it, actually. But, um, mate, first time, woke up this morning and to my alarm, normally I beat it up, but uh, obviously a little bit tired on it. And, uh, you know, man, it makes a difference when you sleep that extra hour. <laughs> I've got to say. Me. I've got to say. It does. It does. Though. I need. I love my sleep, and I need it. I. Uh, I was actually similar, but I was. I was watching the golf last night on on the couch and in the in the lounge. My daughter's dominating our bed, so I'm actually um sleeping in the spare bed because she's in there with her mother, and that's okay. She's got a broken leg, but I uh, fell asleep on the couch watching watching the golf, and it's still going. How good we got Cameron Young, who's eight under, eight under, and we had a message come through on the Temple Bedpost text machine about Cam Young yesterday. Uh, so he'll be up and about with that. He's flying eight under, shooting a 64. And then you got Rory McIlroy, six under. Cam Smith, five under. So the big names, they're all thereabouts. Our man Ryan Fox, he is one under. Not too bad for our, our first round. We've already had a message come through from Joe. More energy, took a bet on Bet365 
for Tiger to be in the bottom 20 first round and to mock, not make the cut at 25 bucks. 25 bucks is from Joe. That's, that bet's looking pretty solid at the moment. He's five over. He's five over at the moment as Tiger Woods. And then took Fox to make the cut and Dustin Johnson to stick it up him off the LOV tour. Come on, Joe. Well, be like Joe. Double eight, double three. Oh, on the Temple Bedpost text machine. We'd love to hear from you on that. We're going to talk to um, Patrick Tuipilotu after 8 o'clock. Big game this weekend. We've talked about it all week. The pressure's on. The All Blacks taking on Ireland. And Wellington at Sky Stadium. We're going to have a chat to Patrick Tuipilotu about the decider. How's the week been? He isn't playing. But it'll uh, be interesting to see how, uh, how the week's been for the team and for the lads. So looking forward to that conversation later on in the morning. Then it is Friday, so we'll finish the show with a Friday tipple where we cheers the week. We'd love to hear from you on the Kennards High phone line, 0800-150-811. Big Friday ahead. Keep you up to date with the golf. There he is, Tiger Woods. He's on my screen. Man, I don't even know how he's playing. He's limping. He's walking. He looks sore. Is this the end? Is this the end of Tiger, Louis? What do you, what are you thinking, mate? Like it's it's pretty tough. They asked him in a presser, "Are you retiring?" He says, "No," straight out just said, "No." But mate, looking at him walk, it's just it's difficult for the um, for Tiger. Yeah, morning is he morning, Kimpy? Uh, Friday, how good? Yes, boy, yes. love a bit of that. Um, no, this isn't the end for Tiger. I think Tiger will continue to play the Open and probably the Masters for a decade longer. As long as he can get around, I think he will turn up and do the ceremonial wave because inside Tiger, he will always believe that there's a chance that he can win one of these tournaments again. And look, I know he doesn't want to be going there and um, turning up and and just feeling like he's participating. He always wants to know he can win. Um, but the reality is at the moment in the shape of his body is he can't. And... I don't think that means he'll throw it in altogether. He means too much to golf. And I think at the moment with the LIV threat, I think Tiger really understands his place in the golf world and how important he is as a real bastion of the old PGA club and what that means. So, Kempi, I can't see him going away. Um, Cam Smith, five under. Pac-Man, don't forget about Cam and the Sam show at St. Andrews. Cam leader after round one and goes all the way from Pac-Man. He's just missed out, Pac-Man. Uh, that was yesterday morning. But I've been in touch with uh, Sam Pinfold Pinners this morning. Just said, hey, you guys look so calm out there because he was on the early tea time, so they were up nice and early. And he said, oh, my man was just putting so well. You can't get an idea of the undulating and the, the greens and these pin locations and you're standing on them and how big these rolling hills are literally on the green and it takes a it takes a golfer who's locked in and um, is concentrating so hard to get through 18 greens and then Sam said that look, the only way the golf course is going to fight back from a really low score he's predicting maybe 18 under uh, to win the tournament the only way the golf course can fight back is pin locations and he expects the RNA to later in the week uh, really dial it in on these golfers and you're going to have mm. to be locked in on the greens because the course is just so short I mean it's 150 years of this so the course isn't built long enough to be able to fight back these modern golfers with the technology so the greens and the pin locations is going to be exactly what holds them back and yeah pinners and uh, Cam Smith are locked in how good is the time zone? Watching it at night, watching it in the morning, absolutely loving it, Kempi. Yeah, they're driving 12. Did you see that? Is they, they have uh, hole 12 up. They're driving through the green, mate, the, the big boys. Oh. Um, 
Mm. Yeah, I, I think the other thing that plays, I don't know what the weather's like for the week, but it's windy. It is a very yeah open links course, and if that wind gets up, that's going to sh- that's going to shorten up a few people too. Feel sorry for Tiger Woods walking around there with a limp and not looking a, you know to be enjoying his golf. But man, some decent scores come out already. McIlroy, the favourites up there at six under. Um, Scheffler's going all right. You know, it's yeah, it's. It's going to, like, I think you're right around the big score. I think it will go into, like, you know, 18 mm. under or something like that because they're just smashing the course at the moment. Yeah, that's not really um, major like, eh? They're usually pretty tough. The scores are probably, like, five, six under traditionally. But if they get to 18 under, your RNA will have to make some changes because I'll be watching them, mate, because, like you said, the course is so firm. Mate, they're getting about a 50 or 60 metre rollout. Yeah, they can, each, they can drive about four drive. or five of the holes. Mm. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's so short. And, and like, I've just seen Matthew Fitzpatrick. He's landed it about 10 metres in front of it. It's rolled about 50 metres past the hole. So that's, it's, it's, it's difficult in that sense. But, yeah, you're right. It's too short for, for these players. So we'll see how they go. Mate, Brad Kennedy played the New Zealand Open um, three years ago. He actually won the New Zealand Open. He's four under. He's in the top ten. Brad Kennedy from Australia. So... Good, good to see his name out there. I was watching it earlier in the morning, and Ian Poulter was there, but he's probably obviously, obviously wavered. He's gone a bit down downhill at the moment. But our man, Foxy, one under, so we'll keep keep tracking there. And we've got our man, F- Mark Fox. Yeah, another Foxy. Um, we've, I've just pinned him down. He hosts a golf podcast out of uh, the UK. He's on course today, been following people around. So he's going to join us after 7 o'clock this morning and he can give us the actual lay of the land and what's going on so looking forward to catching up with mark fox another irish lad so we've got a good irish (laughs) theme today uh and it has to be because this weekend is massive and we're going to talk so much rugby my can't wait question of the day is rugby themed choices flooring poles rugby themed we'll have to find somewhere to talk some rugby league or i'll get a swinging arm to the head at some stage. Um, <laughs> but before we do, the Christchurch Stadium result yesterday, gents. Oh, beautiful. Build it. Great day. Build it. Great day. End of the year. End of the year. Apparently construction started. And, um, mate, look, it was pretty unanimous in the end with the votes. I think everyone everyone you talk to, look, there's the odd one. It's, it's, it is a lot of money, $683 million, But it ain't going to get cheaper. Let's be completely honest. And, and this all started from the council <laughs> just delaying it, delaying it, and just being incompetent and just not getting this started. That's why the, the budget has blown out. But, hey, we got there. They've made the decision. We're going to get it done. Now let's just get it done. There's no turning back from this. I think it's going to be fantastic. Get on with it. Get it built, and they will come. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great for Christchurch. Mate, it's a good-looking stadium. Like if those pictures mm. that they're putting through all the media uh, are right, it's a good-looking stadium. Massive, mate. Jeez, I didn't mm. know. I didn't know you Christchurch people like those big-looking stadiums down there. <laughs> Plenty oh, of scaffolding. M- multi-purpose <laughs> arena, Kimpy. Multi-purpose, <laughs> multi-use arena. It's a. Uh, it's actually got a name, doesn't it? Uh, the, the name just escapes Tikaha. me. Tikaha. Tikaha. Takaha, mm, they've mm. named it already, which is cool. But you're right, it does look like a spaceship, doesn't it? Oh, it's huge, absolutely huge. It looks like a NFL stadium. Mm. You know, the Crusaders, Ooh. eh? They just—that's what happens when you win in everything. Watch the space. It's not the Crusaders, Kimmy. The this whole is community, about everyone. <laughs> We're gonna have <laughs> music events. We'll have rugby league games down there. Where the where we'll have Wearing the Crusader uh, jerseys. We'll have the Southern Bears playing out of yeah, there. Yeah, come on. <laughs> so it's, it's, 
it's not our fault it's going to become a fortress from day one. Although, is it? I have had this thought. Remember, I remember when this debate started a decade ago about, or mm. not even a, longer, about, what is a decade ago, literally, about what we're going to do? And I said, I was very unpopular because I said, whatever you do, don't make it roofed because I don't want to take away the Crusaders' Ford pack advantage. And everyone got stuck into me. Like, are you insane? You can't build a stadium these days and not have it roofed because you lose all the opportunities. It's not just a rugby stadium. But I was like, yeah, but when Wyatt Crockett and Corey Flynn keep it tight, we're unbeatable. Like, let's just mm. keep it tight and keep smacking them up the middle. But it genuinely, it'll change the way the Crusaders play rugby, won't it? Uh, uh, well, uh, look, it will change the kind of mindset. We used to love bringing teams down here, like, like the Blues or or just teams that just, when it was Soft. cold, mate, when it was two degrees to three degrees, it was wet, it was muddy, it was horrible, windy, a little a little nor, you know, nor'wester, everything coming through. The elements were just flying, and we just sit there as backs, you know, as poncy backs, knowing that we're going to have a cruisy day on the outside. And the Fords up front are just going to have to go handy, but we just knew our <laughs> Fords every time. We're just licking their lips, mate. And you're you dead right. It's gonna, it is going to change. And that's a thought, Lee and Kempi. That's a thought. Is this the way that stadiums are being built now? Yes. Is that? Is that? Because we're going to continue to see most stadiums. There's going to be the old one. You know, I'm thinking long, long down the track. But most of the stadiums will be roofed. So is that going to be better or for worse for the game of rugby like the elements we know it brings a different brand and and it obviously brings different um structures and keys to team success into the game so with the roof stadium it just you know pretty much evens it out really yeah it takes, it takes, the, elements, the, takes the elements out of it definitely when you can yeah. close it on the so is it good or, is it good or bad Kimpy? Oh, i'm just trying to have a think mm. oh i think it's a bad thing for the teams that have been growing up you know they've grown up through those elements like the canterbury side that you know, love the cold, mm. love the wet. Um, the Australian sides that play on firm firm tracks most of the time, you have to come over. You're sort of taking all that element out of it, aren't you? If you close the roof, you know the storm's coming in that week. They close the roof for the week. The track's always firm. Sometimes it's better to play mm. on a wet track when you're a footballer. You know that. I used to love playing in the rain. Yeah. Some of my best best games were when it was wet. So footballers aren't too much different than horses. Um, you love mm. you, you get the you know the fast guys like yourself used to love a firm track. And the bigger guys like me used to like a bit of a da- bit of a bit of sting taken out of the ground because it slowed up a few of the quick quicker boys and that they run a lot straighter, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> it's a, it is going to change it's the so way. True. It is going to change the way that um, uh, teams have to prepare for games, especially if you close that roof every every wet game. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking, like for league, like league. I think um, the elements because it's more pass, it's more tackle. There's there's no real um, set piece. You know, like the, the real details, like like rugby, where set piece and the wet really affects like the line outs. Obviously, throwing, um, scrumming. You know, like yeah, it's just interesting to see down the line how rugby actually looks. Well, we've actually got a we've got um, I guess a evidence of this in another sport is the the offense revolution and evolution in NFL American football. Mm. Look at teams that have been playing under domes and the scoring rate of them. And the way that uh, the th- like you know old school American football heads will, will tell you about the good old days of Emmett Smith and the running backs that would just mm. go straight up the guts and they would just run and run and run and run and run and that's how you'd win 
championships. But the offensive evolution to now you've got that your Tom Brady's and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herberts that just sling it because half their games are played in domed areas. And then, you know, the Green Bay Packers play up there in the yeah. freezing conditions and they keep it tight and it's really more about game management. And, and that is kind of, and I've been under these domes for decades now. We, the questions, right, is you've got me thinking, when Auckland eventually knocks down Eden Park and builds the new stadium, are we going to have a stadium that is outdoors? Will they build that with a roof? Will they be able to justify that leaving it roofless? Because I think it'll be a real shame for our national stadium to have a roof and for teams to come here and play the All Blacks and play under a roof, is he? Yeah, look, it's it's interesting. Like, you think, oh, mate, they'll be interesting to see where the Eden Park, they had an opportunity to build one on the, on the down by the port, and I think that was a real opportunity missed. But in saying that... Um, that be interesting. You think back to when the Highlanders played that Chiefs in the, pretty much the first game down there under the under the roof, and it was a spectacle. It was the most the ball and play. Like you, we're talking, you sent it through some stats uh, over of the WhatsApp group about ball and play and, yeah. and the NRL and how entertaining it was with the roof. When in that game in 2013, I think it was when the Chiefs played the Landers, it was entertaining. Everyone was up and about because ball and play. There was try scoring, uh, the defense was right on. It was a bit of a spectacle. So I, th- I think the question is, are you for that as a fan? Do you want to see more of that style of rugby where it's entertaining ball and play? Or do you want to be a real traditionalist and you want to see elements play a huge factor and go back to the scrum, go back to the line-out and, and, you know, and the real old-school kind of style of game? So, yeah, it's, it's, it's got me thinking. Like, the roof is, oh, it sounds all great for fans because we're going to be warm and we're going to be watching rugby and have a punt of chips. But as a rugby um, purist, is it a good thing? Yeah. Is it a good thing? You know, the other part, because Louis raises a good point there, is, is how does an Aucklander mm. feel when they wake up and finally Christchurch is getting this big spaceship put down there in the middle of the middle of the city for six, oh, 680 million? <laughs> and they've been to, you know, and it's taken you donkey's years to get it done, but it's taken them forever even just to get some type of conversation up here in Auckland to build a stadium down at the waterfront. Like, it's a no-brainer. Mm. I remember having the conversation with Sir Ron Scott, who built the, the, um, the cake tin a number of years ago. <laughs> Who put the put the proposal together to Hubbard, who who was the, um, the the mayor at the time? That it was a no-brainer to put this this stadium down at the waterfront. And because of mm. um, some angst between media and Hubbard, they they wrote some some stuff that said it wasn't really viable, and they've missed the boat. But mate, how good would it be to have a stadium on the waterfront in Auckland? I was just yeah, a- would it be good, Kippy? I was just about to say, hey, well, we've got a mural race this year. I wonder what Leo was thinking. It's, and literally, as I thought that, Frazee's come through. Leo Malloy will have a waterfront stadium if he gets in his beer. Of course he will. Of course he will. He loves the waterfront. He loves the viaduct and everything that it brings. I don't know what the other uh, if it's mural... a pop-up? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder... Let's get Leo on, mate. He's good fun. Yeah, he is good fun. He's, he is good, he's good fun. Um, I wonder what the other mural candidates... I think if we did that, we'd probably have to get them all on. I'm sure there's some legalities around that. Yeah, don't get into it, boys. Trust me, you never get into it. <laughs> 21 minutes past <laughs> 6 o'clock, speaking from very good experience. Can't wait question of the day. Oh, hot start this morning like Cam Young. Eight under, shooting a 64 in the first round of the Open. Wow, what a round that is. Um, but the can't wait question of the day, it's simple. Who wins it and why? It's the biggest test match in New Zealand since the third Lions game. It has got so much riding on it. Careers will be made. Careers could be ended 
from this game. Who wins and why? All Blacks, Ireland 3. 0800 150 811. Come through and get on right now. The Kenard Telephone Line. We'd love to hear from you. It's the biggest test match in so long. Izzy and Kempi's answer and yours after this. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.